We're always talking smack, smack, and telling lots and lots of stories. We hope you think we're funny and not really boring. It's the Nathan and Gabe Show. Nathan and Gabe Show. Nathan and Gabe Show. Try to see in the sharpest image of your mind's eye of you winning from paddling out to getting your gold plaque. This is your beach. Those are your waves. It's the Shelby Show. Today is your day. This is your year. Welcome back to the Nathan and Gabe Show. What did you just read, Nathan? That was my text to Shelby, our buddy, because he later today in about two hours is going to embark on his first ever finals heat in a surfing competition, yeah. the Agate Beach Surf Classic. Let's go. Yeah. All right, Shelby. Yeah, I'm super pumped. I watched him this morning at 8 a.m. I went down there with my mug of coffee and sat at the top of the stairs on that bench, you know? Yeah. Great view. And the waves were huge, crashing, crazy. So one guy couldn't even get out. He just, he just, really? yeah, he just was surfing in the, in the whitewash right at the end of it. Wow. Um, but he was able to get up a couple of times. Some of the other guys, I don't think some of them might not have even gotten a ride, no but kidding. Shelby was able to get a way out past the breakers like he does and ride like the one biggest, longest wave. And he mm-hmm. won his heat. And then that, that pushes him past the next semifinals round. And then he's in the finals now. It's like he's a he's like a number one seed. He's like a number point. one seed. So yeah, it's a buy round. Yeah, that's so cool. Man. Yeah, I I always knew he was a talented guy, and yeah. I, it, as a he's a teacher anyway. Mm-hmm. But he's kind of got that teacher personality. He's good at breaking things down and like into simplifying things that are at least surfing. You know, I don't know. He he teaches like fourth fourth grade, so <laughs> he can probably teach some some uh, break down some really. Good things for fourth yeah, graders. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, is it fourth grade now? I have no idea. I thought it was about eighth grade. Is it eighth? Yeah, double the grade. One of the grade schools. Yeah. I mean, at any rate, you're teaching people. He's that a have teacher. Crazy minds. Kids have crazy minds. Yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah. And he taught me a lot of what I know about surfing. I mean, that first year, last year, my first year ever of surfing. Yeah. He was the guy that was with me, like telling me to paddle the the extra paddles that it needs to like get in front of the wave mm-hmm. and ride it. So anyway, I've been a fan of his for a long time in the yeah. surfing realm, and we always joke and call him Surf Jesus because he walks on water. He's really good at getting waves that I can't get, and he he does. He's just the next level, you know. Yeah. It's like he's a way higher uh, advanced belt compared to me, which is mm-hmm. in the jujitsu world, the white belt is a beginner. I'm definitely a white belt of surfing. Yeah. So uh, it's cool, man. I'm I'm a fan of his and watching him compete and do what he loves. It's the first time he's ever made it to the second second round yeah it's so cool and then so he won the second round so now it's his first time making it to the final round yeah which is even cooler dude i feel like shelby is gonna go down there and he's not gonna settle for a second today i hope not man i hope the visualization thing he's done a lot of the breath work and the visualization Mm -hmm. stuff that we do at the end of boot camp classes so he knows what i'm talking about when i say like see yourself winning see yourself doing it and I really am a firm believer because I've lived it. You've lived it. Yeah. The power of visualization. It's real. Like, whatever you believe about the reality that we live in today. I'm a big fan of, like, the simulation theory. Like, we're playing some sort of a video game. Right. But I think that that's, like, one of the cheat codes is if you can create in your mind's eye the result that you strive for, mm-hmm. the universe will play in your favor. Yeah. And if you can if you can create that reality and then go out and work and and you can't just make it up out of the out of the blue though you know i can't say like i love rocket science so mm-hmm. tomorrow i'm going to work at tesla that's right. not how it works or without you, putting the work in you, you have to put in the work be world champ no. and then never show up to boot camp never show up to class yeah. never, never think about it never watch videos exactly you yeah. get it so he has all the right things he's been working hard he's got a lot of he just had a baby yeah. and just proposed to his his future wife tina Dude, and like, yeah, this wow. is his year, you know, yeah. and I'm proud of the guy. I just love seeing my friends level up. Yeah. And so hopefully today's a big day for him. Yeah, By so the time this thing gets debuted, we'll, well, I guess he'll be, we're going to go down there right after yeah. and watch him. So it's exciting. Dude. And I, I competed yesterday. Yeah. That, that was, was cool. I got a chance to see that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I got last place in my heat. That's Fifth fine. place out of five. I've been there. Yeah. You, right. You know, what that's like, <laughs> yeah. and I, that. My initial reaction to a failure, like in my experience, I've, I've competed a lot, yeah. but all of my competitions in the last 20 years have been combat sports. Mm-hmm. And like, if you lose in a combat sports, 
uh, world, you can get hurt, you know, but like the, the training to compete is such, takes such a physical toll on your body, as you know, as you're sitting here with the sore body part, you know, like that, that's the world that we live in combat sports athletes, you know, it's a tough road, it's hard, and you've got to be able to endure difficulty along the way. And as a competitive athlete, losing after training so hard and putting everything on the line hurts extra. It sucks. It's a real, it's a real like loss, sinking, empty feeling in your stomach, as you know, right? So I haven't really experienced loss a whole lot. I have in combat sports and like jujitsu and MMA, but since, since my combat sports days, Mm -hmm. which I haven't competed for like three or four years now, it's been since I got in that car accident. Yeah. And, I, I kind of forgot what losing feels like, right? Wow. Yeah. Dang. So it sucks because yeah. if you if you love to do something and you put yourself out there and like, especially in a, in a judge situation, you're judged accordingly. So like anytime somebody doesn't <laughs> judge you good for something that you've loved to do, yeah. it hurts a little. But then I, but then I like sat back because I didn't, I didn't feel sorry for myself. I, I didn't feel like sad at all. Mm-hmm. I did for like a minute, right? I was like, man, that sucks. I got fifth place. But then the reality is this, dude. Once I sat down and thought, how am I feeling right now? Like, why, why? Okay, first off, I have to identify this feeling. Oh, this is the lost feeling. I haven't yeah. felt this for a while. That uh. sucks. But then I'm like, well, why does it suck? Well, because I, I got judged poorly on something that I like to do. But how did I do? Well, I actually tried my best. And that was, I had some things, I had some goals, I had some tricks in mind that I wanted to do. And I told you, I threw that out there like Babe Ruth ahead of the time. You know, I, I said, this is what I want to do. I wanted to throw up a sharp salute. I wanted to do a 360 spin move called the spinner. Yeah. And then I wanted to do something I didn't see anybody do, which is like a handstand on the board, kick my feet up and switch from goofy to regular and land and get back down and land that. And like, those are my three tricks. Well, here's the reality. First, I got to get better at dropping in on the wave. Second, I got to get better on dro- riding along the wave. Like those are s- s- things that I see and I got to be smoother. I'm really clunky out there. So my balance isn't dialed in yet. And it's because I'm not really getting the push from the wave like I would if I dropped in at the main part of the wave. And when the wave is really blasting me, what happens is I've been dropping in and then getting kind of the wave behind me. But the the main part of the wave is already gone. And like I'm getting pushed by the end of the wave. And then that's when I'm popping up. Mm-hmm. So I'm not giving myself enough time because I'm, I'm dropping in late. Okay. So whatever, just some, some technical things that yeah. I that I saw in my performance mm-hmm. that I can improve upon. But I, at the end of the day, I, I tried my best. And I went out there and I, I tried to do some extra stuff that that was beyond my skill level, but mm-hmm. I, had a, I had a great time doing it. And I placed fifth. Now, I, I got that loss. But my, my thought process is, there's no room for like feeling sorry for yourself for a loss because literally I tried my best. Yeah. So if you try your best then whatever the outcome is, there's no room for disappointment because yeah. your best is your best. Right. And for sure, there's things that I can improve upon. Great. And I and I got to see that because I put myself out there to compete. Right. So when we talk about win or learn, I mean, that's, or win or lose, or you lose, you learn when you lose. Yes. Wow, that was a mouthful to get took out. took a while. That's yeah. Fine, yeah, you lose and you learn mm-hmm. and you win and you learn, but I lost. And so there's a lot of things that I can pull from in the learning department. Yeah. And then, the fact that I tried my best and I put myself out there, great. My score was a 2.17. The next score up was a 2.20. Wow. So I was, yeah, I wasn't that far away. And then going back and looking at other scores, uh, Casey told me, I think I placed like 20th out of 29. Dude, as your first time ever. My first time ever. My first time I ever competed past this tap. So that's fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? I. I was the lowest guy ever. Yeah, well, dude. You so did good, man. I did all right, and, and I it, did my best. If it's any consolation, right, I very much enjoyed watching you compete. Well, I appreciate it. I got fired up, and I was, I, I, I felt nervous. Yeah. You know, like, I had, like, this nervous energy for you, and when you were paddling out, like, you were taking that rip current out there. Yeah. I saw that you were ahead for a second, and then the one guy... Shot right ahead of me. And but 
I wow. was there was part of me that was like, yeah, get out there first, night. Yeah. Like whenever you're coming across the rocks, I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was my plan, right? I was gonna get everything was gonna be first, and I was yeah. just gonna go as hard as I could because you only have 15 minutes to get as many waves That's as short. you can. Yeah. It is short. Time flies by. And unfortunately, there was like a big gap in the two sets in yeah, my heat. There was. So there was like, it felt like forever, but probably five minutes of just kind of sitting around out there waiting mm -hmm. for something to happen. And so I, that that's just less time. And then also, I another amateur move, I started early. So there's like, a, you have five minutes to get out there and then you have like a one minute dead time. And then it starts. Well, I got I got confused in that last minute. I thought it was go time. Yeah. So I was so hyped to get as many waves as I could. My my thought process was I want to get quantity over quality. Right. I don't have quality in my game, bro. But it you makes know? sense, though, because then you have a wider pool to say, okay, we can draw. They had two really good runs. Yeah, they picked the two highest runs. Yeah, right. And then there's, like, room on the scoring thing for 12 runs, which mm -hmm. there's no way you're going to get up 12 times in 15 minutes. Yeah. N not with that amount of waves that were coming. Even if the waves were hitting, you'd be pushing back every time. I mean, there's I, no I, way. I wonder what a max could be. Yeah, today. I mean, today it was, like, two or three. Yeah. With, that's how big okay. the waves were. Yeah. So you had no choice. It was quality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You only get one or two shots yeah, at this. Yeah. Grab them while you get them. Yeah. And if yeah. you get like like when like when I do it sometimes just get smashed by the on the big days trying to get through the waves to actually get to where the waves are. That's the first hardest part of the whole yeah. thing. And so if you take a a wave early on and then you get pushed all the way back in, well, man, you got to take into consideration there's going to be a while before you get all the way back out there. So do you want to ride the wave all the way in trying to do some flashy shit? Yeah. Or do you cut that wave short with like one cool move, drop back and get back to where you can actually ride another wave. And so there's some, there's some things that you have to consider in there. Yeah. And uh, all that was new to me. And it was my first time. I'm not mad about anything. It was a great time. The community is awesome. Mm -hmm. It was at my beach that I love that. That's like my home field advantage. Yeah. And, Dude, I tried my best. So yeah. what? There's no. It was the best. The whole thing about it, mm -hmm. everything was awesome. Yeah. Fifth place, fuck yeah, I'll take it. Two point one seven. I know where I stand in the competitive surfing longboard world. Yeah. I'm at two point one seven today. Dude, guess where I'm gonna be tomorrow? Two point one seven one, bitch. And yeah. I'm gonna keep going. And I guarantee next year, Aga Beach Surf Classic 2022. Watch out. Boom. Beautiful. Yeah, we just end the podcast right here. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I, I no, I want to get that off my chest, obviously, yeah. because it's the most uh, current cool thing in my life. That's awesome, man. You know, I feel in your take on it and the take on the loss is something that I enjoy seeing out of my mentor. Because well, you're taking a loss in a healthy fashion, which makes it feel like if I ever go out and compete and lose, that it's okay. Yeah, and that means a lot. Let me tell you a little story. Yes. Today, I brought my big, extra big cup of coffee down to the beach to watch Shelby. That's an enormous cup. Yeah, this is a double yeah. cup cup. Yeah. It's my no drama llama. Anyway. Um, <laughs> there's, sponsor. There's a bench up at the top, and I sat up there with my coffee, and yeah. there was a girl at the other end of the bench, and, and I started talking to her. Mm -hmm. And she teaches surfing at Aussies. Okay. And so I said, how did you do? Right? She's like, oh, I didn't compete. And I was like, what? Like, mm -hmm. why didn't you compete? She's like, oh, I'm just not ready for that. Okay. And I'm like, well, you're teaching surfing, you know? Yeah. Now, she's teaching fundamentals. I couldn't teach fundamentals. I don't think I could teach fundamentals. I tried to teach you maybe basic fundamentals. And you almost died. Yeah. yeah. Hang on and paddle better than what you're <laughs> paddling. There's my fundamental advice. Not the. I'm not a good teacher, in surfing in for surfing. sure yeah maybe not so but you're not bad well I'm, okay you get me out there i get you out there yeah. that's a it's more peer pressure than coaching <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe. uh but she didn't she didn't surf because she didn't think she was ready for competition and i don't have that in my brain i i literally don't have that does not make sense to me that's like saying masks are a good idea it just doesn't it doesn't compute with my brain because there's no shame in losing mm -hmm. And if you do something that you enjoy, like clearly you enjoy surfing. You're here drinking coffee, watching a surf competition yeah. at, at 8 a.m. on a mm -hmm. Sunday morning. Yeah. You're a fan of the game, right? You enjoy it enough to make money at it. 
why in the world would you not put yourself out there? And I like this girl. She's cool. Like, I, yeah. I just think that she should compete. And I, and in my experience as a coach, having dealt with that same thought process with students of mine, when I say to everybody, go out there and compete, see where you're at. Like, do you know, try your best. There's yeah. no, everything that I had to put into my own brain for this surf competition is what I preach to everybody else for jujitsu. Right. And the benefits of me competing I, I live those. I feel those. They're very refreshed in my body because the way you, you, when you lose or when you compete, win or lose, how you grow from that is really what's yeah. the thing that matters. And I, it's like $50 to do the competition. But if you use that $50 to level yourself up, like in something that you love, mm -hmm. it's a win all the way. Oh, a hundred percent. And so just those things that I learned that I need to work on, I would have paid $50 just for that yeah. for somebody to, to, so now because I'm sort of a self learner at this point, mm -hmm. like kind of, I go out there on my own and just, and just try to figure it out. Yeah. Um, because I've gotten a good enough of a start from guys like Shelby yeah. that I feel like now I, now it's just stuff that I need to work on for myself. And competing helps you learn that if, if you let it, yeah. if you, if your ego gets in the way of competition, if the fact that you lost, if you're embarrassed or mm -hmm. ashamed, like what people don't realize is why are you doing jujitsu? Because you love it. And so when you compete, you should compete because you love it. Yeah. And re and so if you lose, you lost at something you love. Mm -hmm. So what does losing do? Well, it shows you that you've got some things that you've got to work on. Yeah. And so you're, it's all around something you love and you're learning more things about yourself yeah. and your game through that. I love competing. What a fucking <laughs> yeah. win is yeah. that, bro? Right. That's a win yeah. because you, you, it's still stuff you love. Yeah. So uh, cool. I lost, lost and I'm doing the finger quotes thing, but really I gained new knowledge about how to be better at the thing that I enjoy. Yeah. And it's as easy as that, bro. But if your ego gets in the way and you're like, I lost. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. I looked stupid because I fell off my board or whatever. Everybody there was better than me. Bro, that's such shit that doesn't matter at right. all. And you're putting up energy vampires in your brain yeah. and in your mind that don't need to be there. Mm -hmm. And luckily, I think through years of competition, I've learned that. And, can, and I'm able to immediately put that to use. Because my ego... My first reaction is ego too. It's, oh, I lost yeah. fifth out of five. Yeah. Man, I suck. I'm the worst. Yeah, like, like, one God. of those guys didn't even catch a wave. Yeah, man. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Hold up, bro. <laughs> you don't suck. You're, you know, you're, how do you, everybody out here that hasn't competed today, they don't even know where they stand. Yeah. So, like, I'm at even least. The instructors. Bro, I'm on the board. Yeah. I'm on the board. So, whatever, dude. Yeah. I, it's a win all around, and yeah. competition will make you better. And there was one guy in the heat. Mm -hmm. His name was well. There's there's a couple guys. There's two guys <laughs> that I think uh, that I think are like local guys. Uh, yeah. One guy, Mike Pierce, cool guy. Uh, he did, I think he did track at Florida State, D1, yeah, track Man. and field athlete. That's... And he's a he's a fourth grade teacher. I think he's the fourth grade okay. teacher, not Shelby. Yeah. And uh, so he won. He like crushed. He he was the, right next to me in the lineup too. So as I'm like trying to paddle for a wave, he's like just doing laps around me. Man. And I'm like I'm. Whatever, dude. How cool is it to be right next to somebody that really knows what they're doing? And as I'm struggling to perform, I get to see the thing that I aspire to be. Yeah. Like, cool. Yeah. So, and then there's this other guy, Ty Cobb, which you're yeah. like, Ty Cobb? Ty Cobb? Yeah. And then you started telling me, I said, save it for the podcast. Because <laughs> you started saying something cool. Okay. He's a baseball player yeah. way back in the day. But he used to sharpen his cleats yeah. to, like, stab people? Yeah, so what he would do, there's actually, like, a famous photo of him, like, midair, like, some shit out of a Bruce Lee film, kicking a catcher in the chest, wow. like, like midair with his cleats. Wow. High. Like, he would jump and kick people with his with his sharpened cleats. Wow. Yeah. I'm a fan. Dude, super gnarly, right? So I didn't, I never sharpened my cleats. But as soon as we got metal cleats, and I mean, I was always coming into every slide spikes high. Oh, for sure. Like, I remember I planted my spikes into a third baseman's forearm Solid. at one point, and he had to get taken out of the game. Oh, boy. Yeah. Did you get to the base? Yeah, I was safe. But it's, <laughs> but it's that's, <laughs> that's the game we play, kid. Yeah. yeah. I mean, baseball's, you know. Well, what's crazy is this guy, he actually sharpened his surfboard and stabbed a guy with it. <laughs> he sharpened the fins. <laughs>
That's beautiful. Yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, that it inspired me to play harder or a little bit because it was just like, man, this guy's wild. Found out maybe wasn't the greatest guy afterwards, but a guy that does that at a professional level, pretty nuts. Pretty cool. And you, you know, you crazy. You got to be a little bit crazy. So somebody that is a high level athlete doesn't always mean they're a high level quality person. Not at all. And maybe the spikes to the catcher's chest would have given that away. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I probably, but I, I bet he's fun at a party. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, in in a in a fight. In a bar full of guys, yeah. you probably want them in your circle. Yeah, he's probably fine. He's the guy that's jumping over the table feet first to For get sure. to help you out, though. For sure. That's yeah. cool. We need yeah. that guy. That guy, the only the worst quality about him is his party's probably just been whites-only parties. <laughs> that guy's pretty Oh, pretty he's rough. a little racist? He played in, like, the early 1900s. Okay. You know, so he was very, uh, he was outspoken about not wanting to play with... Uh, Colored folks? Yeah, which is wild, right? What a shallow thing, bro. I know, dude. Stupid. There were so many good players back then, too. Yeah. Like, man, like, uh, that that's what's kind of tough, right? I, I'm a stats guy. I like stats. All yeah. I did. You look at, like, the best players that played in early baseball, and you say, okay, well, they were the best players, and some of those guys, their stats still hold up as being some of the best ever. Yeah. But they didn't have the diversity that guys play against nowadays. Sure. So you look at it, it's like, okay, so we're the best players in the Negro Leagues at the time, right? So that's where all the black players played. Okay. Were those players just as good as the Major League Baseball players? Oh, I'm sure. So were the white players that were playing in, like, the professional leagues, were they, like, was it watered down because they didn't have to play against such good competition? Probably. Right? Yeah. Bunch yeah. of fat white alcoholics that yeah, smoke cigarettes. It's, it's crazy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And then, yeah, it's it's wild, man. Like, uh, baseball, I was, you know, always played baseball. It was one of the, the sports I, I like an awful lot. Getting close that postseason time too, which doesn't matter at all, but it's fun. Now I haven't watched uh, a baseball game for a long time. They're still going strong. I know it got really political there for a while. Yeah, right? that, yeah. There was like you know, uh, same thing that happened in the NFL. So like, players. well, and the NBA, right? I think they're all yeah. go, get woke, go broke. Yeah, yeah. Like this. So the wokeness, I think, affected the capacity. Yeah, but then so did the the old Corona. Mm-hmm. But they're making a comeback now. They're less woke, and they're trying I, to... See, my thing is, I guess I, I don't care. Like, I, I'll, I'll just look at the stats every now and again, and you know what I almost bought the other day? There's no politics in the stats either, right? right? Like, yeah. it's when you just look at the numbers, like, there's no bullshit in that. Yeah. It's like the maths don't lie. The stats don't lie. Exactly. Yeah, right. You're good or you're not. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah if, you're, so... if you're hitting a zero, you suck. You know? Rough. Yeah. So, that's... I was looking at... Uh, I almost bought a... Uh, a baseball hat the other day because i i grew up my parents grew up in pittsburgh okay wow so they're big pittsburgh pirates fans who in my entire life have always been terrible they've been the worst team in baseball forever mm-hmm. yeah. in a few years of my life <clears throat> ever they had a winning record that's it right just, just a winning record was a big deal okay. they always lose more games than they win so they're doing a lot of learning yeah you know <laughs> i'm sure that they're yeah. fed up with it <laughs> but i almost bought a pirate hat so i was like you know what i could wear a pirate hat around because uh, why not? You yeah. know, I, I like the, the team. And there's something about that that I think liking a losing team is cooler than liking a winning team for some reason. Yeah. Because the idea about it's just like, you know what? I still like what I like when I was a kid. I stayed with it till today. Like, I'm not going around wearing like a Dodgers hat because I was on the World Series or whatever. Yeah. You know? What makes you like a team? A team? Yeah. Like, other than like a city that you were raised in or something. Like, yeah, you know, true. but what... Cause I'll be honest, I've never, I've never been like a fan of team sports. Yeah. Like I, as a kid, Green Bay Packers was my team. Yeah. And that's only because everybody has like a team. Yeah. And I didn't know my dad liked the Green Bay Packers. So then, okay, I guess that'll be my team too. Yeah. But I never, and like Brett Favre, you know, he's, he was the man, super talented athlete, but I'd never, I never got, I was never into the stats. Yeah. I uh, didn't really care about, like, athletes as people to look up to. Mm-hmm. I remember as a kid in school, like, you you would have a list of, name three people that you aspire, that, like, inspire you. And I literally didn't ever have anything to write down. Yeah. I was like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. I, lo- I probably cheated, actually. I yeah. looked over, I was like, oh, yeah, Michael Jordan, Brett Favre. Brett Favre. And like fun, Pele. you know, whatever. Yeah, no, there's no Pele. <laughs> not in Upper Michigan. Uh, it was like Ronald Reagan or something. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I don't know. But uh, yeah, 
it's for me the team thing. I just see a game. Yeah. And it's hard for me to be a fan of of a game because after doing combat sports, it just fighting seems like the only real real thing. Yeah. And everything else is a game and and yeah. variations of fighting, boxing, jiu-jitsu, you know, even karate, yeah. whatever. And I do enjoy sports. I love the Olympics. I like watching like gymnastics and swimming and sprinting. That's and similar to combat sports, though. It's, it's you kind of versus singular. you. Yeah, it's yeah, singular. Yeah. Right. And surfing. Yeah. Right? Exactly. It's all you. Yeah. hundred. It's you and the ocean. Except when you saved me on your surfboard. <laughs> then there's two on one. <laughs> yeah. We. Yeah. Well, uh, usually surfing is very... In, it's, yeah. And you can't be mad at anybody. That's another thing. Like, yeah. My competition is way better than me. Mm-hmm. They spent more time out there than I have. And who can I be mad at? The waves. Like, yeah. okay, the ocean is the variable. Like, my wave puttered out at the end. If it would have blasted me in, that might have been my handstand. Could have, would have, should have. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because it's the ocean. Yeah. You know? And, like, uh, so I don't know. Yeah. But why do I like teams? Why do you like right? teams? Uh, I think the thing is, so I we would go to Pennsylvania, like, every summer when I was a kid. Yeah. We used to go to see the teams play like it's just like a nostalgic part of my life and my childhood was going to like pnc park this giant baseball field and it's right on the river and it just it was just cool you know like it was a big big part of me growing up and i always liked playing baseball but then also part of it is uh i just want a hat <laughs> like i really okay. feel like i just want a hat and i i like our logo and i like our hats but i don't i don't like flat belt hats any longer mm, yeah i like a hat that's like a flex fit like i think like a yeah baseball cap. here's the thing with these hats they're crazy you can actually bend the brim too does it look like a baseball hat if you do that though yes i have a small head dude yeah like that's why a flex you fit know what's cool about this there's actually sizes and so you can change no, i get them. that but if if i'm not gonna have it on the last buckle and look <laughs> like i'm four you know what i mean like i don't want to look like my mom dressed me yeah yeah I mean, I just, I just basically want a hat, and I, well, I like the colors, the colors for the Pirates and the Steelers, both, uh, both the teams from Pittsburgh, are black and gold or black and yellow. Okay, it's just kind of nice looking. Today, black and white was your theme, hey? Yeah, I know this is nice. Oh, you came in. Oh, it's funny, funny story. It's funny, yeah. Gabe comes in to do the old NAGS. Nathan and Gabe show. Nice. And are we going to go with that? I don't know. Uh, Nags. Nags. Doesn't sound that awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Gabe comes around the corner and he's wearing what looks like a large vagina on his shirt. But as he gets closer, it's a skull of, it's like a bottom skull. I don't know what it is. It's like a part of a skull. Throw the whole skull up there. I think that animal should have horns or something. I don't know what it is. Is that even a real animal? What is that? It's like a lion's head or something. A lion that has some not sharp teeth, though, bro. Dude, it's got fangs right there. Oh, yeah. You can't even see those fangs. That looks like the lips. Hey, bro. I like my shirt. Anyway, anyway, there's too much of a pause there. But for our our video viewers, uh, if you could see this shirt, you'd probably agree with me. Maybe that'll be the... We'll do a we'll do a faraway shot for the Nathan and Gabe show uh, yeah. Instagram post. I could get up close, okay, and then we just post it. Say, what does this look like? Yeah, yeah, there we go. What skull is this? And it, there's just overwhelming amount of <laughs> vagina. It's just like, hey, man, uh, I like this shirt. It's got the three quarter sleeves. Speaking of baseball, well, yeah, cool. look at you. Well, as you're like, look at my sweet shirt. No, I was my... I was pulling the sweat off my chest. Yeah, you it's... get fired up in here, man. I it's do. always a little toasty. I was thinking about it, though. Whenever we're in the pod shack in the winter time, it's gonna be chilly. It's gonna be the... Yeah. Well, I have a little space heater. Remember? Yeah. Remember I we do. were worried about the fire. You're like, yeah. There's actually a really good chance that yeah, because you're running fire. a space heater on a fucking extension cord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do your mind? I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. It's it's like not the, a thing. It's like the leading case of fire. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now I know, and yeah. we'll be doing it again just this in in a That's month. That's how cavemen invented fire. They plugged <laughs> space a space heater, heater into an like, extension cord. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then it happened. Yeah, that's wild, dude. So your shoulder is a little sore. Yes. Um, your your shoulder, and so when we do jujitsu, mm-hmm. unfortunately, you use your shoulder a lot. Yeah. And you've got a competition coming up. Yeah. So how are you going to go about maneuvering your body in a way that doesn't affect your shoulder? Here's the deal. I'm there. There's a there's positions that I'm worried about. Okay. Um, because your go to moves. 
maybe not your go-to moves, but one of the moves that you are really good at, one of the positions mm-hmm. is on your back, sort of on your shoulder. Yeah. And well, luckily though, see, luckily, uh, everything that I'm doing off my back on my shoulder is based on my right shoulder. Okay. So I'm almost always on this side. Sure. But now if, if you're doing that on your preferred side, then they're, yeah. maybe they're going to smash into you and roll you to That's the other the side. Deal. Then I'm in trouble. Well, then you have to have some place where you release and then transition to from that side. Right. So that's what we'll work on this week. Yeah. Okay. And we'll leave it at that. Yeah, that sounds good. So you know what I did? Because everybody's still getting it. <laughs> I'm sure they are. Yeah. I have no doubt. Yeah. Um, It's your year, too. It's not just Shelby's year. Uh, it's all of our year. Yeah. Now, we're a one-wheel distributor here yeah. at the, the old gym. Dude. And what I think about doing is... Getting group one wheel rides together, and it just so happens that as I've been thinking about this, I look on the app and there's a little group one ride, one wheel ride. So in Newport, there's like a little blooming one wheel community forming. It's nice. Yeah, and yeah. I th- so I threw it out there tonight. I'm gonna do a Yaquinahead Lighthouse one wheel sunset cruise, and there's already like four people signed up. Wow. Yeah. Dang. That's more people that sign up for competitions yeah, for jiu-jitsu. Yeah, I know. That's a lot of wheels out there. <laughs> yeah, four. Wow. Four. Together, we're going to all hold hands and, and just become one <laughs> quad like, wheel. Everybody holds windows, so it looks like a car. You just try to become the most realistic car you can. That's <laughs> <laughs> silly. That yeah, that's silly. wild, though. Does everybody have XRs or pints? I don't know. Yeah? Look, uh, For sure, we one guy has got an XR. The XR is rad. So cool. Bro. I mean, just because you can go both directions. People, that is a huge... It's easier to balance on, too. I yeah, think. it is, because yeah. there's a wider platform. And it goes mm-hmm. faster, and it's more powerful. Right. And I just I feel way more stable on that one. Mm-hmm. But how how cool is life right now? Right? Yeah. I mean, life is good. We're surfing. We're one-wheeling. We're jujitsuing. Yeah. That's a lot of things that haven't been going on here at the old Oregon coast for a while. Yeah. And I think that... Like Newport, mm-hmm. and especially since we've kind of got a cool crew of people now, Newport's going to be the, a cool place to live. Yeah. And I really think that this city's got a lot of potential. And it's, I mean, two weeks ago, we just had a huge jujitsu tournament. Yeah. This week, we have a huge surfing tournament. Yeah. What was the other thing? One wheel. One wheel. One wheel, which are always available. Yeah. Now we're doing group rides at the most beautiful, outstanding yeah. recreation yeah, area. Yeah, it's, it's getting the ball rolling, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And but now we got winters coming, so the waves are gonna get bigger. The weather's gonna get a little bit worse. Yeah. We still got jujitsu. Yeah. Probably not doing as much one wheeling, but right. here's the thing, dude. Like I'm so happy with everything minus the politics side of things right. and the, the germ bullshit. Yeah. Besides that, dude, I have to every once in a while, and I do, and it's easy. I just to take some breaths and to like pause for a moment and to just let go of all of the bullshit fear shit that they're supposed to be pushing down your brain Mm -hmm. and letting that go and just taking a look at a look around and saying what have i got what am i dealing with what does my life really consist of right now yeah and minus that shit life is good dude yeah man and it's just it's nice to it's nice because i know that's not for everybody Mm -hmm. and we're at a very unique time in history it could be the end of our greatest civilization that we've ever known uh, or, or it could be the beginning of something else. We're at a, a seeming a breaking point or a pivot point or something yeah. where something's going to give somewhere and something's going to happen. There's too much tension. for. There's a time. lot of tension yeah. in the world right now, bro. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's easy to forget about if you shut off the freaking news. Yeah. And yeah. I don't watch the news. You don't. So, yeah. But you I still... get every bit of news I do from you. Oh, boy. Danny and Raph. Okay. So stocks conspiracies and probably a little bit of smart stuff from danny she's all right yeah okay. she does a good job <laughs> yeah yeah she so. breaks it down into the shit that i can understand <laughs> well yeah man i'm just i'm happy that uh that we live here on the coast and nowhere near like portland or the I- whole i5 corridor yeah but it still kind of freaks me out that we live in a very liberal state mm-hmm. and it's like all of this these things that we love are at some level, under the control of somebody who believes the opposite of what yeah. I believe. So leaving us essentially hanging in the balance. Yeah, well, we I want to leave us alone. Yeah, yeah. I want to be left alone completely right. so I can live in my little bubble. Yeah. 
um, which is which is kind of what America is all about. That's the right. whole point of freedom. But it's you know having my business, mm-hmm. even being able to go outside. You know what was cool? Yeah, surf competition, people everywhere. I think I saw one mask, yeah. and it was the same mask that the same person, this girl who wore a mask. Right from the top of the hill. I think she got out of her car by herself with her mask on, and she wore it all day. She probably wore it surfing. I don't know. Probably did. But that was, like, the only one. Yeah. And it's just nice to be able to be like, oh, man, people hugging, high-fiving, drinking beers, cheers in, you know, loving on their kids, hugging other... Right. We need more of that. Back to, yeah. So much. The fresh air in the sunshine, like, the best, man. And guess what? No amount of fear or television or whatever is going to take that away. I think that people and community and love and, and that's going to beat fear. Yeah. And they're really, cause this is the thing about fear. And I, I, I put a post out that I thought was one of my better ones. And I just tried to sum things up in like, like two or three sentences. And basically it's, this is like people that believe that the news is the news Right, that this the news are telling you the things that you need to know to make good decisions about your life. If and there's a lot of people that think that the yeah. news is that, right? Sure. Your source of how to think, how to feel, it's whatever. kind of the point of the news. It is, yeah, for sure, right. right? But it's become more of like I think a fear driving thing. Hundred percent. Because think about if we go back to tribal sided settings, mm-hmm. right? Where yeah. my tribe, your tribe, we all got tribes. If there's something that makes me fear in that setting, my tribe wants to know about it. The whole tribe needs to know about it because my life is also my tribe's life. We're yeah. all life is on the line, right? And so big picture, many years later, we're all one tribe, Team USA. Mm-hmm. Somebody tells me that I should fear something, my my natural reaction is going to start being like, "Okay, who, what, when, where, why? Like, I need more information about what I should fear. Yeah. Because at a very instinctual level, on some survival level, my my survival depends on me being aware of what could hurt me and the sure. fear, yeah. right? So the news that's pushing fear, 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 this and that, all these fear from different angles, tension and, and violence and all this stuff, it puts us, the consumers of the news as news, it puts us in a state of susceptibility mm-hmm. because naturally if there's so much fear and violence and danger and all this stuff going on around us we are open to the the way out of that what we need to do to not have that dangerous stuff affect our lives and so our openness because we don't know the answer because fear 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 we don't know we're susceptible we want to know to live to survive then what Ever anybody tells us the same authority gives us the solution to the thing that we're supposed to fear, people then will go, okay, well then I gotta do that. Yeah. And that's that's what we have yeah, it's, going it's on. Like people don't realize that they're just getting led along the entire time. The entire you know, time. They're just hanging a carrot in front of the horse and we're just going and plodding after it. Well they're they're even even worse than that. They're telling you that you're gonna die, you're gonna die, you're gonna die, yeah. and this is what you have to do to not die. Yeah. Here's what Well that's powerful, bro. Here's another thing that's powerful that people not. actually are dying. Okay. Also, this is for sure a chimpanzee skull thought about that. Mm, really? It's gotta be. But here's the thing. Because <laughs> on it's about apes. But um, here's the problem, speaking of this. So we have comedy tickets, right? Danny and I have comedy tickets to okay. go and see uh, Steve-O. We want to see mm. Steve-O, right? Which is going to be cool. Uh, you know, uh, Danny said this. She's seen a lot of pictures of him on, like, I think it's Twitter or Instagram. It's doing good. Looking healthy. But after every show, he's, like, covered in blood. So we're going to see some gnarly shit, oh, boy. right? Yeah, but, I mean, that's what he does. That's yeah. his brand. Uh, you know, it's just going to be wild to see it. That is not a long-term plan for No, you know he's gonna have, yeah. he's gonna write some books, hopefully, and ease. I think he's, he's writing it's a like, book. It's like Holyfield, like at some point you're gonna have to stop getting in right. the ring and getting slept yeah. to make money. Exactly. Yeah, Steve-O's at some point. This is called his bucket list tour. Okay, I've, yeah, I've like, seen little things. Yeah. I've seen some posts from him. Or whatever. So what? <clears throat> the problem is though, uh, you have to in order to get into the theater. Guess what has to happen. You have to have uh, an insane vaccination proof. Yes. Yeah. 
Here's the deal. They want to swab your penis for gonorrhea. I mean, I don't know if anybody's going to get down on the old Who knows? Penis. That's the next step. Yeah. I mean, it's always game ready. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But uh, if they're going to try to swab her, I guess, whatever. But, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, we have these tickets, and it's like, what you know, what in the world do I do? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm on, I'm, I'm, I'm facing a little bit of a, a dilemma. Well, if your choice is freedom and autonomy of your body or steve-o i think that's an easy choice myself personally yeah but steve-o is also a main player and it depends you know i'm a conspiracy guy because a lot of my conspiracies have come true but on some level anybody that's (laughs) an active i thought it was a silly thing that steve-o could do (laughs) okay if he's like yeah, dude, I'm getting a booster. And he just keeps getting booster shots. Oh, no. He'll die. Yeah. Is what will happen. Yeah, he can't He gets a booster much. at every, at every dude, city. Dude, that'd be hilarious. That's oh why he's a main player. Yeah, yeah, that's why he's a player. And he, oh, God, that'd be <laughs> terrible. Um, he would have to get water at some point. He would die. But yeah. that's the thing is, like, it, it turns me off to hear somebody like that. Mm-hmm get caught up in the the politics well, of this him. situation. He's not requiring shit. The who the It's the theater. Theater. So the okay. venue itself is saying because we have it, it's the um I think it's the McDonald Theater in Eugene. Oh. So we're going to see him there and we're going to see Nate Bargetti there. So we have two he's another comedian that I like. Well, Eugene is a complete shithole and a yeah. liberal paradise, so if you expect to have your car broken into and have to step over shit and heroin yeah. needles to get into the McDonald theater, then enjoy. But yeah. besides that, um, I mean, it's an easy one. Hopefully the show's good. Hopefully the show's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, man, that's the problem. Yeah. They're doing that. They're doing that kind of shit. And I'm just worried. Like how long does that until, Dude, until that just makes me say, I'll never go to McDonald theater ever, ever in my life. And if, even if they stopped doing that tomorrow, yeah. I'll never go. To, and nor will I go anywhere ever again. I'll never spend money at places that perpetuated this bullshit. Yeah. So that's an easy one. Okay. Yeah. Done. McDonald theater forever gone Bye. Steve-O man. But it's just not him, though. It's we not him. Just, like, it's I, no, no. Here, it was you know, I was insane. Dude, and I'll fucking buy you a shirt. No, here, I like Steve-O. <laughs> yeah, I like dude. Steve-O. And I've watched Steve-O grow into who he is today. Yeah, Me and my dude. friends were doing Steve-O shit before Steve-O was around. Yeah. So I'm, I'm all about the jackass, bro. <laughs> but I'll watch his stuff online or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I'll catch him in two years from now when we're yeah. back, to, when we're some past the Civil War, too. Dude, here's something that was a bummer. Speaking of Steve-O. What? So he has this uh, comedy special that we watch gnarly. Because we were like, you know what? Let's watch this. See if he's funny enough to go and see stand-up, right? There's, okay, he's funny, but he's not like, he's, you know, there's a difference between watching him and Dave Chappelle. Sure. Right? Like there's a sharpened stand-up comedian that's been doing it for 30 years. Yeah. Versus Steve-O, who ultimately is a reality TV star. Flying just by the. Still funny, though. Yeah. Still funny. Funny by who he is naturally. Chappelle yeah. works at the the yeah technical side exactly. of funny. Yeah. That being said, uh, Steve-O, there was one joke in his special that made me laugh harder than almost any joke ever. Really? Yeah, it was unbelievably funny. Let's but, hear it. Okay, well, I mean, I guess. Let's but, hear it. So he's talking about how, uh, I want to say that he broke both of his legs, I think that's, or broke both of his ankles. Okay. So he's like, yeah, I broke both my ankles. I was standing on top of a 12-foot platform, and my friend came and hit it with a car. Mm-hmm. Total freak accident. And that part, <laughs> just, dude, that line fucking floored me. It was the best joke I've heard. Like, yeah. it was just such a good joke. Yeah. But so we watched this. We watched this. Uh, we were like, okay, you know, watch the whole thing, whatever. See if his tickets are worth buying. At the end, uh, he thanks everybody for buying his special and for not uh, watching it on. Pirating. And not pirating it. And uh, allegedly. <laughs> I may have not purchased it. Oh, you didn't? You did that guy? You did him dirty. So, we bought tickets. So you owe it to Steve-O now to see him live. So I'm going to have to get the vaccine so that I can see Steve-O and apologize. Man. And the, the, can you imagine? He's filming. Sorry! <laughs> Steve-O! He's like, what? <laughs> I, I pirated it, but I figured I'd come here now to see live to make up for it. Yeah. He'd probably laugh. Probably. And also say, shut up. Well, they're yeah, not. I, yeah, I don't know. It might I, be I awesome. Would, I wouldn't heckle at Maybe, all. Yeah. That's like a big fear of mine is being at a show and having somebody heckle. Because we were at 
just because I don't want things to get wild. Like we watched um, Mark Norman in Helium Comedy Club in Portland, and he had a uh, opener. Jeez, uh, I wish I remember the dude's name. Really funny guy. Sucks I don't remember. But he's performing his act, and there's two dudes in the crowd legitimately start yelling at each other. And the guy's like, sit the fuck down to the other guy, like, screaming at him. And then the guy's like, hey, I, like, normally people just react by laughing. Like, <laughs> normally not by, like, starting, like, an actual fight. And so the bouncers came over, and the security guys, they're always big, you know? Yeah. Like, there's big dudes. So they, like, wander over to these guys, and I'm like, gee whiz. And me, at the time, probably, I don't know what I was, probably a proud white belt. Sure. Which is like, ah, guys. I'll handle, I got this. Yeah, I'll handle I got this. this. Yeah, so don't you worry. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it was weird though, man, because I don't like hecklers because it's like it ruins the vibe for the whole room. Yeah, how rude are you anyway? Yeah, like, I think what? you're so fucking special. And that... especially like if somebody gets in, like you, they get offended by some shit. It's like you bought a ticket to the comedy show. Yeah. Or or if it's an open mic, what what are you doing here then? If yeah. you're gonna get offended, what are you doing? Yeah. Like you know what this is? They're joking. They're comedians. They are joking. Yeah. Those people suck. Yeah. And those people, I don't like them. Dude, they should be burned at the stake like witches. Yeah. Maybe not. Well, Maybe a little a... harsh, but for sure, you get, get out of the club. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, get out of the club, right? Yeah, leave. Yeah. Go be miserable. Yeah. There's, a, there's a thing that comes with being an outspoken negative person. And that thing is people, not only do people not enjoy you, your presence, but you probably on some level hate yourself Dude. because yeah. for you to have the audacity to speak out negatively against somebody else that everybody else respects. Now there's a time and a place for it. Mm -hmm. Like I, you know, if it's a politician or something, then you put yourself in a position to be judged by your constituents. But in a situation like a comedy guy where people yeah. pay to hear what this guy's jokes the are. parameters are vastly different. Yeah, you you suck, right? Yeah. You suck as a person. Yeah. And so, uh, man, I've grown now up to feel sorry for those people. And my gut reaction, just like just like the surfing thing, like the, yeah. I I immediately try to recognize my feelings, and then I I categorize them. Like, whoa, I'm feeling this. Why do I feel this way? Yeah. In that situation. I, I totally dislike that person and I don't want that person to 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 be in that room anymore because they're ruining the vibe. Yeah. But on some level now, my thought goes to, oh, that person hates themselves. Mm -hmm. That sucks. Yeah. That sucks, man. Yeah. Because I can tell you you're an asshole, but you already think you're an asshole <laughs> yeah. deep down. You look in the mirror and you see asshole. Yeah. And that's that's a lot of weight to carry on your shoulders sure. every day. That's a miserable existence. Yeah. And so for me to say, you know, screw you, idiot, sit down, shut up, like that gives me like a little a little bit of reprieve for my ego to be mm. to be cuz what that is is my ego yeah. is telling you to sit down because I think that you shouldn't have the audacity to say that. That's yeah. So in, instead, I try to go, whoa, ego, don't say shit. Instead, mm -hmm. take my ego out of the equation, yeah. look at them and say, oh, wow, they don't like themselves. That's why they're a piece of shit yeah. right now in public. I, instead of thinking you suck, mm -hmm. I go, oh, I've, that you're that guy. I think it's important to, to I, I don't think a lot of people get that is when you notice your ego and you acknowledge your ego and say, okay, like I get why you're here. Mm -hmm. I get what you're supposed to do, but let's just take a back seat and let rational thought take over. Yeah. Do I need you right now? Yeah. Right. Probably not. Yeah. Right. I mean, most of the time, when do you really need ego? When, maybe when you're going to like, uh, you know, well, a confidence, something that's time. Like, like, like if, you know, anything that requires confidence, walking into the door to the gym that, that requires ego, yeah. but it doesn't require ego. Whenever somebody's talking at a comedy club and you decide to be the person to tell them, yeah. you be quiet. Cause he's performing. It's like, yeah. you just made it worse for the guy on stage. No matter what your ego just jumped into his ego flare. Yeah. Right. You had an ego flare yeah. and it, it, and that person's ego flare triggered, triggered yours. Mm -hmm that's equally bad, yeah, right? right? So me me feeling anything is my ego being triggered. Like if I if I let that anger take over, yeah. then he actually won. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. I let your stupid ego affect my ego oh. and then I had the audacity to to like 
project some anger onto you. Yeah. When in reality, none of that shit matters. <laughs> you, you know, you suck, but that's all you. That's the weight that you have to carry every yeah. day. And instead, take a breath, shh, identify them as that guy, mm-hmm. and go back to just being in the moment and appreciating the, the the fact that I'm alive and Chappelle's alive or whoever, and yeah. I can I can be there. Yeah. Right? Because that's really going back to yeah, the I reality. Yeah, I didn't buy a ticket to come fight somebody. That's yeah. silly. You know, everybody's there for the same reason. I have done that. Bought a ticket to you fight. Bought a, you <laughs> no. bought a ticket no. to go to a comedy show to <laughs> no, fight somebody? No, I didn't. I not to fight somebody. But yeah, I mean... Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe to watch a fight. I could see... You know what's interesting, though, is uh, like whenever you like go to like a martial arts event, you know, everybody seems so respectful. At least the ones I've been to. I mean, grappling tournaments, granted. Yeah. But there's never like beefs or like... There, there's never like a ruckus caused at all. Yeah. In MMA, there is all the time. Is there? Yeah. Oh, is it just... I've eight, been to... Eight I've been to... I've been to at least eight shows where fight has broken Dude, out. granted, every single uh, jiu-jitsu tournament that I've competed in about two hours in smells like rank with weed <laughs> like it's just like even here at the gym i mean people i don't know if they're smoking inside but they were smoking outside and then coming in way too fast wait when at the competition oh at the tournament yeah oh shit i thought you meant there's people smoking weed inside my no, gym like, dude, I i'm like what oh you know it's funny when the hell is that i had to run like security that was funny there was a guy that was like hey man is there a refrigerator like i need to keep like a protein shake whatever cold and I'm like, nah, sorry, man. Like, we don't have a public use one. And then uh, uh, the Jason, WSOJJ Jason, goes, yeah, man, there's one in that back room there. And I was like, you can't use that. Yeah. That's, that's your refrigerator. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you yeah. can't go into this man's home. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, come on, dude. So I was yeah. like, no, 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 no. Like, you know, put it in a cooler bag. Yeah. Put it in the shade. Drink it, bro. Yeah, right? It. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, I guess with the with the weed and jiu-jitsu competition, <laughs> Weed is like, it's like surfing, weed and surfing. Yeah. I think there's just the communities overlap mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, people that smoke weed tend to do jujitsu. People yeah. that smoke weed tend to surf. People that smoke weed tend to snowboard and hike and yeah. do all the other cool things. Yeah. There's a direct correlation with weed and doing cool shit. Yeah. You know, it's Here's not the, for everybody. You know but is I, I don't use weed because I suck at it, but... Uh, we were playing music out here, like Kyle, Alec, and I. Yeah. And uh, so he was like, hey, do you know any Tool songs? So I played a couple of the Tool songs that I know how to play. Yeah. And Kyle was like, it's amazing that you don't smoke weed. Because, <laughs> like, I play Tool music. I do jiu-jitsu. I surf occasionally. I'm an artist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, You'd I have, be a great weed weed guy. I feel like the problem is, is, like, my brain is just always so active with yeah. like everything like there's always just so many directions it's always going in all the time then when i smoke weed it doesn't hone in on one but it maybe like explodes everything and it just like makes me hypersensitive it makes me sick it makes yeah what is that called again uh a paradoxal effect yeah interesting shout out to old dr justin dr justin we love you bud i know it's good that we shout him out on every episode <laughs> yeah he's probably one of our most consistent listeners yeah i'm sure yeah, yeah. He, he actually gives active feedback until we're viral until yeah. which it should be any day now yeah we're we're on our way we're figuring it out folks yeah that's fine i mean we're gonna be so viral that you're gonna need to take a vaccine for us uh, <laughs> hey, hey. All right. i won't make it mandatory just highly recommended <laughs> yeah yeah. You just can't do anything without it. Yeah, that'd be wild if we got that big. But it was like, hey. <laughs> the Nathan and Gabe vaccine? Yeah, you need yeah. to take this. Now we're that's we're pretty big at that point. It's just heroin. <laughs> <laughs> like, brought to you by Afghanistan. Why do you need to tie 3. off to this vaccine? Yeah, dude. Yeah, but here's the thing. With the vaccine, I've put in other substances in my body. Yeah. You know? experimental RNA uh, ones that manipulate your bodies at the most basic functioning level, though? Does DMT count? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I don't know, dude. Like, it, it's it's a tough thing because, like, you know, I have very big influences in my life, right? Yeah. Like, there's you on one side that's like, don't get it. And then there's, like, Danny on the other side and some of my really close friends that I work with. Yeah. That are like, get it. Okay. So I have like these two opposing forces, but at the end of the day, it's like I sleep in the same bed. You sleep as in the Danny, same bed as you know Danny. I mean? Yeah. Although 
I probably equally sweat on you. I don't. Maybe not. I for sure you sweat on me more. <laughs> like like Danny I mean, doesn't just sweat all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Um, I'm just saying in closeness. Like I yeah. get I get my Gabe on Gabe skin contact too. A lot. Yeah. Uh, or Gabe on Gabe. Nate, Gabe, Nathan Gabe, on Gabe. Gabe on Gabe is that? Uh, <laughs> dude, I don't know. Let's not talk about that. That just seems depressing. <laughs> oh well, listen, bro. I mean. Uh, I got nothing but respect for Danny and it's yeah. your own body and I'll tell you what I think you should do and I'll tell you what I'm going to do but it teach your own man yeah. and we only get one shot at this life we mm-hmm. only get uh, I heard one you get two shots actually some people get <laughs> well now you're yeah. vaccine, <laughs> vaccine joke well now you're up to three yeah so uh, oh, yeah, by the right. time you get yours you might have like four or five I don't know yeah um, that's the thing dude I, I've never been a, a flu shot guy me either. I've never been. I try not to take any medicine that I don't have to take. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten shot up with weird shit when I was in the military. Um, I couldn't even tell you all the things that I got shot up with. Yeah. But I don't think that it's made me a healthier person. Mm. I don't think that the military injected me with some super drug that's turned me into a fucking superhero. I think they probably filled me up with a bunch of stuff that who knows? Who yeah. even knows? They. It's the Tuskegee experiment. Have you heard of that? Like no. there, you have not. No. Okay. Do yeah. We have well, time. Uh, well, yeah. How about this? Black guys, syphilis, inject them. Done. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, bro. It's not like the United States hasn't experimented on people before. Uh, only on the black population? On uh, that situation, yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That seems wild. You haven't heard of the Tuskegee experiment? Okay. Is it, is, it, is it like mainstream or is it kind of... Yeah. Mainstream? No, this is not even a conspiracy, bro. This is, this is as mainstream as Dude, anything. It's amazing that I've actually read books and shit, like how little I know about the world. Well, I just read what I want to read. Yeah, yeah, you're you're you probably very well versed in the things that you're interested in. Yeah, sure, like you Breathe know. by Hicks and Gracie. Breathe, yeah. Not bad. That's important. Yeah. I mean, we have to do that. I wish you talked more about uh breathing in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hicks and Gracie? Yeah. Can you tell us who he was real quick? Uh Hicks and Gracie was one of the probably realistically like the best Gracie ever, the Gracie family champion, right? Yeah. So the Gracie family uh brought jiu-jitsu from Japan to Brazil to you know, modern America, you know, roughly. So uh yeah, Hicks and Gracie was the son of Helio Gracie and he was like the, you know, kind of founder of jiu-jitsu so to speak yeah and uh so yeah hickson became basically the most badass jiu-jitsu practitioner yeah and like jim rolled people well like took challenges super cool yeah yeah yeah. and gracies are like one of the staples of Mm jiu-jitsu they're they're one of the founding names of jiu-jitsu right but i mean certainly the art of jiu-jitsu itself in the last 25 years has very much so been influenced by American athletes. Mm-hmm. And now you could you could argue 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu is American Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. I've, I've, it I've was born in America. And, sub only, no gi. Yeah. Like, Still stems from Brazil, of course. Yeah. Jean-Jacques, yeah. who's Carlos Jr. Mm-hmm. You know, like it goes all the way right back up to the Gracies. Yeah. But um, it's, a, it's a pretty cool thing to be part of. Uh, something that's grown in history and we're in it. Like, it made me more, it, you know, reading that book, it made me kind of more grateful for what the Gracies did do. Oh, yeah, for and sure. And it made me feel a lot less like, uh, for whatever reason, like just the tribal, like, you know, like I didn't know, you know, for just lack of education. I didn't really know uh, that the Gracies played that big of a role in my jiu-jitsu journey yeah. now. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that they brought it from japan and i don't remember the first guys or the guy's uh name but it was maeda that was his last name musashi is that it yeah so. okay so uh yeah that guy you know was like the japanese guy and then, yeah but there's so many cool little tidbits in that in that book though like why kimura is named kimura why americana is americana i would have to read them because i just highlighted them in the book he also the the whole point of the book though the breathing thing mm-hmm. is he does the dragon breath, yeah, right? But I wish he highlighted it a little more. He didn't talk about that. Yeah, uh, his whole thing about that is stemming from animal movement. Yeah, yeah. which is huge. Which is yeah. why we call our warm ups animal movements. Right. Yeah. Um, 
there's a lot that's interesting about that guy too. And then the diet, did they get into the Gracie diet? Um, very minimally. But one thing that I think about every time that I eat now is how long I chew my food. Yeah. Interesting. Right. You said that Carlos Jr. Was like the big, uh, or not Carlos Jr. Carlos Sr. Was the big, uh, diet guy. Okay. So that Carlos Sr. Would take a one full minute to chew every bite of food. Okay. Which seems excessive, but it streamlines the whole digestive process. Yeah, you're breaking it down yeah. so your stomach does less work mm -hmm. and you process the foods through. It's very interesting. Yeah. And I love that old, like, kind of old traditional martial arts lifestyle yeah. life hacks. Yeah. You know, and breathing is for sure one of them. There's so many different ways to breathe to level yourself up mm -hmm. that just an amazing thing that we're carrying with us all the time. Yes. Just like the Nathan and Gabe show. And make sure you breathe, friends. All right. Bye. Bye.